This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hello, welcome back. Hey. What's up, Ryan? What up, dude? What's up, Kevin? Hey, man. This is episode number 58 of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Episode 58. Did summer officially start? I think that's what happened this week. It's summer solstice officially festival. started. Yeah, Ryan, you were just over at uh, Fremont watching naked people bike around. Yeah, it was weird, man. It's, uh, <laughs> was it, it weird? It, it was a weird scene. I was, uh, I'm, I'm all down for weird, though. You know, weird's cool. I'm totally cool with Did it give weird. you a funny feeling in your pants, like it, when you used to climb the rope in gym class? It did not. You know, that's it's like you were saying earlier. All the people that you'd actually want to see naked, they are very much not naked. And all the people that you don't want to see naked... They are in full glory. Yeah, that's like nude beaches, too. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I went to a nude beach in France, and that is definitely not the case. Really? Yes. Everybody's naked there, so the hot ones are naked, too. Wow. It's great. Did you get naked? No, man, I was was like 14, 15 years old. Well, then you shouldn't have been going to the fucking nude beach, pussy. Hey, man, that's when you should be going to the nude beach. (laughs) Figuring out how things work. Uh, I did see a picture earlier, though, from the Solstice Parade or whatever. Of a, of a very attractive female who was completely naked and dressed in the Kill Bill outfit. So she was all oh, yellow. that's awesome. With, like, the black stripes down. Yeah. And I was like, that's your badge. I can see it all. <laughs> Didn't even care. Good for you. I mean, whatever. That's the whole point, right? You gotta be naked. Yeah, man. But I was like, hey, breaking the mold. Hell yeah. Cool. Get weird with it. Uh, I good like times. it, man. Just going back to your pagan roots. Just getting naked and celebrating the change of the seasons. We don't need any fake... Whoop de doop in the sky that's going to be like, you can't be naked, that's a sin! We don't need no f***ing clothes. <laughs> we don't need no clothes, we need naked bicyclists. I am not a slave to my clothes! You know, I think it's no, kind of... you're not. It's kind of cool that uh, the Solstice <laughs> thing is becoming a, a bigger event. You know, I, I went and checked out Deltron down there last night. That was yeah. a really good time. And they have a President of the United States of America headlining tonight. Nice. These guys are still doing it, huh? Yeah, still plunking along, man. Still playing Peaches. I, I like that song, California. <laughs> I like about that uh, track. That's a good one. All right. California, huh? Yeah, that's that's the jam. Probably fairly accurate. My oh, favorite song yeah. from them was the Supersonics theme. Oh, yeah. Supersonics. Oh, yeah. Not just a regular team. <laughs> Dude, they had some classics, man. Lump. Yeah. Lump sat alone in a boggy marsh, totally motionless except for heart. <laughs> or yeah. Gump. He's Gump. He's Gump. <laughs> Remember that one? Dude, how did Weird that, Al? Band, that band got huge for a second? Presidents, man. And then they had, fuck you, Katie, because you're going to spend the night. Fuck you, Katie, because you're going to spend the night. <laughs> meow, 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 Outside. meow, meow. <laughs> I remember that I heard that song uncensored on 107.7 The End one night, and I was like, holy Whoa. balls. <laughs> Someone said fuck on the radio. It was great. I remember when they used to kind of do that uh, after 10 o'clock because it was safe harbor hours. Mm-hmm. Legally, you can. Uh, most stations just don't. Marco Collins just did it anytime he wanted. <laughs> he just would have blatantly, yeah. 
Good. Shout out to Marco. That's a long time ago, man. That, was that a different, is different era of radio. Yeah. Back when they, they, it wasn't just like, oh, we can just replace you with a computer. It was like, <laughs> bye. You're important. You yeah. know things. Somebody needs to press a button. Not anymore. Yeah. But mm. that's why we got to toe the party line and play a great shit like Putrid Pile <laughs> and, <laughs> and Viral Load and Prostitute Disfigurement. Begging for incest. God. Dude, we're so mainstream. That was great last week. <laughs> God, you're so down for the underground. <laughs> anyway, shout out to everybody who's been listening to our podcast these last few weeks. I've been kind of weird. Yeah, they've been weird. It's cool, though. F*** it. No. It has been weird. Let's get there. Go there, <laughs> man. Kidding. What'd you guys do this week? I tried to take care of my lawn. I have a huge garden. I call it my garden battle royale because I planted everything like three inches away from each other just to see like what would take over the most. Oh, yeah. So far, celery is in the lead. In the lead. Uh, and then followed closely by heads of lettuce, and then third place by these fucking huge pumpkin plants that I have. I bought them when they were like three inches tall, and now they're like six feet fucking wide. That's awesome. I am going to have a huge ass pumpkin patch. That's that rules. That Uncle, rules. Uncle Ian's pumpkin patch. Creepy Uncle Ian's pumpkin <laughs> patch. Let's go down and sit with him. <laughs> as, he, as he. Gives us a pumpkin. <laughs> Dude, so if you guys want some pumpkins, come on down. Hey, kitties, you want some pumpkins? They're going to be huge. My pumpkins are huge. Hey, baby, I got a big-ass pumpkin. <laughs> uh, I wanted it. Not only do I have a pumpkin, I have a motherfucking pumpkin patch. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about doing one of those, like, three or four hundred-pound pumpkins. Dude, yeah. Just to say I did. What if you had the world's <clears throat> biggest pumpkin, or Washington State's biggest pumpkin, or West Seattle's biggest pumpkin, or the be- biggest pumpkin on your block? I'd probably just do like <laughs> like that movie, uh, James and the Giant Peach, and just like crawl into it and like wreck the town. Dude, oh, giant downhill. pumpkin bong. Pumpkin oh, bong. Oh shit! Huge giant with like a twenty-gallon pumpkin water bong. Mm-hmm. Gravity I think, bong. I think a game it while probably tastes like. Sh- to this podcast could be uh, take a shot or a bong rip anytime a, one of our conversation goes down the path of <laughs> weed, <laughs> alcohol, or yeah. when we take a shot. You take a shot too. Oh, speaking of which, Shotsky. I'm gonna set that up. All right, sounds oh, good. Boy, what did you do this week? Uh, what did I do this week? I mm, hung out and worked and tried to get as much sun as possible and getting into skateboarding. And I'm trying to quit smoking cigarettes, and I'm, uh, yeah, so, you know, prolong my life a little bit, maybe. What about your wrestling event? Oh, yeah, f*** yeah. Last night, I went to this thing called <laughs> 3 to one Battle, which is a professional slash not-so-professional, uh, semi-pro, DIY, independent pro wrestling event in Seattle, and I can't really disclose exactly where it is, oh, but is when like you that? find out where it, yeah, because it's free, and it's like, um, Oh, so it's not pro wrestling in Washington state is actually sort of illegal, um, because you have to have security guards. Um, yeah. And probably like some bonkers insurance policies. Yeah. So Washington state technically treats pro wrestling as if it was like a sport, like, like boxing or MMA, um, because there's contact though it is predetermined. Um, so they, right. so they're, Wait, what do you mean, man? Uh, Jake, the singer of blood hag, Jake Stratton, he's actually working with the, um, Washington state legislature right now to rewrite the <laughs> rules. And, uh, That's awesome. they're going to have a bill where they're going to allow pro wrestling to be under a lot 
like less strict uh, rules and stuff like that. So there's going to be indie wrestling all over Washington State in the next uh, year, probably. You think it's going to happen? Fuck yeah, there's got to. It's Gautsta. It's going to be more, uh, yeah, and like, yeah, we'll be able to see a lot more wrestling here, and um, yeah, so I'm down. Yeah, I would love to see that. Uh, but uh, yeah, Cody, uh, our good friend Cody, he actually do- is the goy, the goy. He's, he's got the, the goy. He's the guy who does the uh, uh, commentary the entire time, and he just has like a they have a microphone set it up to the uh, to the PA system, cracking jokes, drinking beers. That's another good thing. You could just drink <laughs> a bunch of beer. And do the wrestlers drink and do drugs and do fucking weird shit? Well, uh, whatever happens in the locker room happens in the locker room. Well, that's been have... happening since the dawn of wrestling. <laughs> you Wait, you're telling me Ric Flair did cocaine before those interviews? <laughs> no, nah, man, not at all. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's I didn't see any. Actually, that's not true. Simba, six killer, in the main event, he came out smoking a blunt and he passed it around the audience. Nice. So That's just being nice. Yeah. And he Sharing just, is caring. And is... Uh, his finishing move is like uh, high times. Is what it's called. The high times. Because he jumps off the top rope and does like a. Oh, he's going double foot stomp. Got some, so there's some high flying going on. Some high flying. Some actual like wrestling maneuvers. My favorite character is uh, Little Mac, from and he hails from City Market because he works at City Market. <laughs> City Market says and support it, Little Mac. He's the guy that you just used to sell me uh, beers and cigarettes, and and I'm like, hey, what's up, dude? City High market, five. cool, yeah. And then like, I'm like, you wait a second, you're a wrestler? <laughs> That's fucking sweet. All right, well, if you're taking a shot, let's take a shot. Yeah. Here's to taking a shot. Uh, Ryan, how was life. your week, dude? It was good, man. Uh, I went to go see Agalock. That was a, that was a really good show. And then I went and did the, uh, the whole Goat Whore Theories uh, Black Breath show as well. Major Ringworm. Sh- and Ringworm, yeah, Ringworm tore it apart. And a major shout-out to Lee from Theories for filling in with Black Breath, too. Really? Yeah, he pulled double duty and pulled That's, it like a pro. What a damn, what a job. It's got to be fun, man, just to play in that band. Those guys are just headbanging. Yeah, man. All, it, the whole time. It was uh, it was cool. It was a really good show. F- yeah, man. And uh, the sun's back out. I can't believe the sun. It's Saturday night, almost nine o'clock, and the sun is still out. Yeah, I uh, I got a sunburn today because I fell asleep in the sun. I, I uh, just I laid down with a Rookie blanket. Seattle move. Yep, just laid down with a blanket. Woke up, was like, whoa, damn, sunburn. Okay, good times. Yeah, man. Remember last week when I was in here, my face was and arms and legs were peeling off. Yeah, I felt like the crypt keeper. I look like the crypt keeper. All right, let's get into this <laughs> Lots of stuff going on this week. As usual, the metal world is an active place, man. Uh, let's start this week with finally some metal bands giving some love to cats. And I'm talking about the new Mastodon video for their record. We're off the record once more around the sun. The song is called Asleep in the Deep, and it's entirely a cat tripping Balls on psychedelics, wandering into this trippy-ass cat world where there's, like, two-headed monster cats freaking out and all kinds of crazy shit. Mastodon kills it with the music videos. The last one they did was the twerking babes with, like, the asses of thunder. It was wonderful. Asses of thunder. Thunder asses. Serious butts in that vid. Thunderous ass I mean, ass cheeks. (laughs) A little bit of both. 
Ooh, this kind of Alice in Wonderland oh. vibe going on. Yeah, the here. cat's like wandering down this path. What an excellent cat actor that is. Cactor? He's a cactor. Cute as a button. I want to snug that little guy. Hell yeah, he looks like he's down as f to chill out. Anyway, Ryan, can you grab that posted up to Metal Shop page? You know it. Dude, Mayhem Festival's coming close. It's going to be coming on, like, next Tuesday. Ten days from right now. Yeah. Or whenever you're hearing this, not it'll be less than that. Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Yeah, man. That's going to be crazy. That is not news, but it is just something I thought of because just it was on the side of a news article about David Vinson and uh, leaving Morbid Angel. Um, he, he denied that he had been booted from Morbid Angel, but he uh, he just says that he had good communication with Trey yesterday, and we now agree there are incompatibilities with regards of us working together. So it looks like David Vincent, he returned to Morbid Angel, and now he's back out. So, Well, the thing is, is that... Uh just earlier this week, he was denying that he had left Morbid Angel. So he, I think that what happened is he got kicked out and nobody told him. Honestly? Which is f***ed up. I think that if he wasn't in Morbid Angel, I I really don't think they would have ever done those like techno songs. Fine, Since okay, f***ing good riddance then. So David Vincent, I would probably guess, was the inspiration or the reason they had the like booch 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 booch. Yeah, that yeah. was really bad. That was like the the low point of metal in the decade, I think. Have you ever checked out David Vincent's other band, Jenna Torturers? Oh yeah. They do some they used to have like Chris Showtime really or HBO band. like specials on them because they were just really f***ed up sexual Chris acts on stage. Chris goes to see them. Yeah, they just well like uh, put dildos up their ass on stage. Yeah. Like right there. Whoa. Live like dick piercings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, this is like right after earlier in the week that Tim Young also d announced that he was exiting Morbid Angel. So uh. it looks like this is kind of falling apart around uh, around Mr. Trey. So we'll find out if you're into that band. Uh, they might be having some difficulties in the future. Huh. Uh, but hopefully no more techno songs. <laughs> Morbid f No. Why not? Uh, looks like Ovid's Withering is has a new album release teaser. Uh, these guys are signed to Unique Leader, and their vocalist JJ actually sang for Seven Horn Seven Eyes, and I think that Seven Horn Seven Eyes is going to do some stuff here in the future, but uh, they just released Ovid's Withering album teaser. Release of the album's coming up soon, so, uh, you know, they got to tease it. See if we can get some music out of this. So, there you go. Some new Ovid's Withering. I like that snare. Actually, maybe not with the blast beat. Why, why are you giving me that look, Ryan? Oh, there's, there's no look going on. I'm, I'm just listening. You're making looks. <laughs> I am making looks. I know you got a big fat f***ing beard, but I can still see your face through it. <laughs> I ain't making looks, man. Yeah, oh, I ain't making looks to nobody. <laughs> Right. Ovid's withering. They're from Florida. Florida sucks. Florida. Actually, like, I've never been to Florida. Florida it's, is it's the home of uh, it's the home of everything that's just fucking bad, shit crazy. Yeah, 
It's a product of uh, what all the crazy shit that happened with the 80s, the cocaine imports. People that live in Florida are just fucking weird, man. This <laughs> seems to be the case. It's also the home of the world's most unsuccessful superhero, Florida Man. Every time he's in Wait, headlines, what? it's something bad. Yeah, Florida Man decapitates oh, okay. nine people. Florida, Florida Man, man. eats face off of uh, it, Homeless Man while <laughs> yeah. on Spice. Florida Man <clears throat> rapes crocodile. Jesus. Uh, there's a band from San Diego. They're called Cattle Decapitation. They have a new song out. Uh, which is this month's Decibel Magazine Flexi Disc. Sweet. If you're a subscriber to that magazine, you will have gotten a copy of this. It's bright, bright fucking blue on Metal Blade Records. Here's a little portion of it. It's called Cannibalistic Invasivorism. These guys are going to be one of the co-headliners of uh, Summer Slaughter, which we already mentioned isn't coming here. Huh. No Summer Slaughter. So we'll see them at some point. They're also playing uh, Gorbicue. So if you want to go travel to Richmond, there you go. If you're a fan of Decibel Magazine, you should go to the Capitol Hill Goodwill. I just donated like every Decibel Magazine from the past four years. Nice. Whoa. Yeah. And they all have their flexies in there, so. Oh, you left them in there? Yeah. Somebody's going to be like, damn. Yeah. Goodwill. I'm surprised I'm, he didn't keep those. Eh, you know. It would have taken a lot of time to go through them all, probably. Yeah, that's the thing, is I was like, am I going to reread these? I would love to reread them, but realistically, am I going to? I had to I had to seriously just, like, because I, I have so much that I was like, eh, do I want it? Do I know? And I was like, I really had to just cut the fucking cord. Just yeah. be like, nope. I don't fucking think about this. I've never used it. It's just taking up space. Get the fuck out of my life. Get the fuck out of here. So, yeah, go there, get <clears> the flexies, <throat> hang out. I repaid is, though, the goodwill gods. Uh, those flexies, dude, they're fucking flexies. You could they, you could have had a stack of 100 of them and it would have taken up like four by six inches of space. Uh, to be honest, I've tried to use the flexies, like, and they don't sound that great. Yeah, I'm surprised they even work at all. Yeah, so they're like paper thin. They're difficult to use, sort of, um, and sometimes they're they're just so lightweight that it the record doesn't even like register. I don't know. Anyways, I hear you. Trust me, I it, hear you. You have it to sounds like put okay. a weight on top of it. So uh, <clears throat> cool in theory. Barbecue is on the 26th of wait. When is it? God damn it! I just fucking said it just out of my own goddamn mouth. Oh, yeah, it's uh, August 15th. August 15th, okay, we just said Cattle Decapitation's playing it. They just announced, I think, what's going to be the final lineup. Huge. Uh, and it is awesome. Obviously, Gwar is playing. The Descendants are playing. Clutch is playing. Down, Goat Horror, and the Cro-Mags are playing. Hell, yeah. And then we go on to MC Chris, Ghoul, the Dickies, Cancer Bats, American Sharks, Valkyrie, Mutoid Man, Oh, we need to play that new Mutoid Man on Dude, Metal Shop so this week. Dude, so good. Uh, Dead Earth Politics, Ringworm, obviously Rules, Child Bite, gr uh, Gritter, RPG, Bat, Stonecutters, and Troglodyte. Nice. You know, and the descriptions of these bands are just so freaking yeah, great. Yeah, it's great. Kentucky Fried Metal. <laughs> Phil Anselmo, period. <laughs> gr Clutch is playing. That rules. It, I, I like this one. Ringworm, which is something Jizz Max thought he caught from Bigfoot. <laughs> and then Child Bite, which is also something that happened to Jizmac while visiting House Court Records. I want to see Guar Descendants, Clutch, Down, Goat Whore, Chroma Eggs, Mutoid Man, and fucking Ringworm on the same show. 
Yeah. yeah. And a barbecue. This line in Richmond. A big fat party. Yeah. Oh, man, that sounds amazing, actually. All right, Ryan, How? what are your hopes for the new Children of Bodom record? Um, Less coke. Well, uh, <laughs> let's be real. All right. They um, did just lose a guitar player and then replaced him in like two days. I I would hope, and I don't think that this happened, but I would hope that Alexi sat down and listened to the first four Children of Bodom records on repeat for like a week daily. And was just like, get okay, back in touch. I need to. I I really hope he recognized that he they really really need to start <clears throat> delving back into the sound, which is the sound that made them big to begin with. My theory is that you can judge a modern Children of Bodom record based on the covers they cl- put on it. Uh-huh. Or they include this time around, it's going to be Mistress of Taboo by the Plasmatics, motherfucking Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone, what, and Amorphous <laughs> doing Black Winter Day. I mean, if they could just stop f***ing around and just make a serious metal record again, I'd be really stoked about well, it. Well, I think there's less songs on this one than there have been on Those the last Those are bonus few. tracks, by the way, so. Yes. Mm. But, right. There's 10 full-length songs on this record. Uh, let's see what Just enough songs. to technically consider it an LP. I'm Yanna. From Children of Bottom. Yes. And we have been recording for the last two months, and we're finally almost done. We're doing the gang shouts right now. And I think the album is going to be kick f***ing ass. So what do you think? I do he sounds like an 80-year-old man. So he whistles. Uh, going through the final process of uh, gang shouts and mixing. And, gang shouts? Um, Shout. Man. Uh, yeah, the man. Shout sure. out the devil. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Whatever. dude. Yeah. Not Over sure if drunk out. or just really foreign. Uh, both. I want to whistle when I ha- when I pronounce S's. Like that old guy from Family Guy? Exactly. New album coming. When's it coming out? Uh, October 2nd, Nuclear Blast. Sick. So it'll be... It might, if it's any good, be on our top 20 list before the year's over. We'll find out. So if you've been online this week, you may have seen that Slayer released a visualizer video. Um, So what's this video all about? Let's take a look here. It's uh, Slayer doing Repentless, the title track for their studio album. and uh, 11th studio record, man. Yeah. So yeah, it kind of shows... It sounds like Slayer. It's definitely a lot more pissed than that last song that was kind of just slow. It's kind of maintaining... Also, I don't want to play a whole bunch of this because he says the F word like a billion times. So It's crazy they're on Nuclear Blast. Yeah, he, this song, like the lyrics on it are the hardest part. Like they're, he just like, humans. There you go. There's part it's of it. It's pretty badass, right? It's definitely intense. It's up there. That's Bo Staff cranking out the fast beats. Well, I don't know. We'll find out what the, whole, the rest of the record sounds that, 
that gives me a little more hope than that first track that they released because yeah. that yeah, was yeah, yeah. Garbo. Yeah, I'm glad they came back with that as like the one-two punch. I want to get a good enough job where I can get a head tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be hard, man. Cause uh, Would you just unless you n- just wear hats all the time. Why don't you just get a nip on the top of your head? Like no. Wasn't like, that a question you asked me and Dave like <laughs> two weeks ago? You're like, how much money would it cost you to get a nipple tattooed on your head? And I think he said like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, ten thousand. Like, Jesus, that's that's kind of a lot, man. But I guess that's you know, how many? Could you get it covered up? No, it's it's on there. So it's on there forever. It's on there. Yeah. Forever. Then you have to explain to like your girl you, that you're you are, dating. And you then are a tithead for the rest of your life. <laughs> I'm not gonna get a tit. Like you remember uh, Little Nicky with Adam Sandler? <laughs> yeah. And Kevin Nealon's the tit beast with the titties on his head. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like that. You'd be like that guy. If you had to get a head tattoo, if someone was like, "You have to get a fucking head tattoo, or I'm gonna shoot you in the goddamn mouth," what would you get tattooed on your head? Damn, that's tough. I mean, how big would it have to be? Like the whole thing? Huge. <laughs> Wouldn't have to be the whole thing. At least half. Hmm. Damn, that's rough. Yeah. Tribal. <clears throat> yeah, man. Uh, like, I think an eagle would be pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, like a huge eagle on like the a back tiger's of your head. head. Yeah, like so it, when uh, people look at you from behind, it looks like a face on the back of your head. You could do the Tim Armstrong, get a spider web on your head. The whole thing. Yeah, it's crazy That'd be gnarly. Uh, you could just tattoo a mohawk on Iron Cross, brother. I'd I'd want to do like some. Some weird geometric sh- stuff, like some kind of. What's the deal with your fucking phone, stuff. Ryan? I'm sorry. Turn your it phone's off. Phone's ringing. Tell your fucking girlfriend. Give me your phone. To stop calling while you're doing the podcast. <laughs> you could do. Uh, I'd want to do like some weird uh, head trip visual thing. <laughs> well, Ryan, you're on the way, man. Yeah. You could totally get a head tattoo, like right now. No, nah, man. I, yes, I you fucking can. Not gonna. Do you don't it. want to say goodbye to your hair. No, I'm clinging on to it. It's it's really sad. I'm going the Devin Townsend route. Do it, dude. It's fucking sweet. Ryan <laughs> had a question. Rock the skull. It. <laughs> Ryan had a question uh, about a couple weeks ago as well, where he asked oh, if there God. was a really, 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 really hot chick naked and she wanted to bone you, but she had my hair. <laughs> Would you do it? As in his hair, as in Ryan's hair. Dude, no, you asked that question. You came up with that no, one. No, it was Don't you, put your wasn't weird it? brain thoughts on me. Don't <laughs> both have weird brain thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. It was, uh, it was definitely a you? high conversation. Yeah, I mean, like that's like paper bag thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's f***ed up. Total babe with Ryan's hair. I would totally do it. And then I would take a picture and send it to Ryan just a weird amount. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, look what I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of tattoos and fucking weird tattoos, last week when we had, or not the week, not like last week, a couple weeks ago, we had our buddy Pete stumble drunkenly into Metal Shop after going to see Refused. Okay. And he made a huge point of it that he, he has a, because he's a tattoo artist, it's his life goal to tattoo Meatwad's face from Adult Swim onto someone's nutsack. Wow. <laughs> Did he do it? <laughs> no, he hasn't done it yet. Like okay. He's like trying to like... Get somebody to let him do it. And he said it'd be even better if he can tattoo the whole nutsack brown so it looks like Meatwad with the face on it. He said he'd do it for free. He said he'd do it for free. All you have to do is call him up and he wants to do it for free. He wants to put it in his portfolio. But I I don't really want Pete touching my balls. Hey, man, here's the thing, though. You got to look at it. Weird brown balls. You got to look at it like (laughs) you're going to the doctor. It's not weird. He's just there to put some art on your nutsack. (laughs) 
<laughs> what part of that sentence isn't weird, man? Dude, it's awesome. Do you want somebody listening to this? Balls? Somebody listening to this needs to go get that <laughs> done for Tim? free. Tim, Tim, you know you, you know you want it. You know, you know you he's want probably him. as soon as he's hearing this. He, I know you're fucking thinking about it. Meat he's balls. He, at least thirty seconds of his lifetime will be dedicated to thinking about getting that tattoo, Ch- and everybody else as well. Man, maybe not my mom or some other females who don't have a nutsack. But uh, yeah, free if they had nutsack one. tattoo is totally available to first come first serve. Just go to Arcadia Tattoo in Fife. You can say, you yo, I heard on Metal Shop's backstage pass, you want to tattoo my motherfucking balls. And he'll be like, yes! Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> Where's right. your balls at? Back. Plop them out, bud. Present them. All right, back to the news. Down has a new old live clip uh, streaming Hog's Head, Dog's Head, when they were down in New Orleans! Nola. So let's get a little clip of this with their new guitar player. Uncle Phil. God damn riffs. Sick. Uh, this looks like it's uh this is definitely like a professionally shot thing. It's got like seven different camera angles in it. I'm wondering if that means that they're gonna maybe do a down new down DVD or something like That'd that. That'd be cool. So uh yeah, that's a cool video. Those guys definitely still got it, man. They're on point. On point. You know they've been drinking beers all day. <laughs> Jimmy Bauer. Oh, there's the beers right there. I see him. You can try and hide, but you can't hide. Those magic beers. Uh, what do you guys know about New Iron Maiden? I don't know shit about it. <laughs> well, let's fucking look. All right. Iron Maiden's new studio album, The Book of Souls, will be out September 4th through Parlophone Records. Uh, it was recorded in Paris with Kevin Shirley, late 2014. Oh. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, Mark Wilkinson did the cover art. And it's going to be two discs, two CDs. That is a tough-looking cover, man. So it's 92 minutes of music with 11 songs. Yep. Those are going to be some epic-ass songs. There's like a 13-minute song, a 10-minute song, an 18-minute song. Jesus. This is going for it. Eight-minute song, seven-minute song, eight-and-a-half-minute song. 20-minute song. Damn. Where's that? The last, the last, last very song, last song yeah, is 18 minutes. D- all Dickinson, man. So, I mean, it's been recorded for almost a year. They had to wait, though, because Bruce Dickinson had a tumor on his tongue. Not good. Too much tongue work, Holmes. But that's cool, man. New Iron Maiden. Very excited to see that. Sweet. Never disappoints. Metal Church recorded, re-recorded their classic Badlands um, with Mike Howe. Uh, I think it's Mike Howe, correct. Yeah. So they're streaming their re-recorded classic with Mike Howe back on vocals, and uh, it was actually on the 1989 album Blessing in Disguise. He recently rejoined the band, and they're going to be doing a new record, so they wanted to kind of re-record it, get it out there, let people know Mike is back. 
in Metal Church. Mike is back. New Fear Factory. Uh, Song is called Soul Hacker. Ryan Castle's favorite band. <laughs> August 9th on Nuclear Blast. Record's called Genexus. We're playing this on Metal Shop this week. It's chunky. I don't know. It sounds like Fear Factory. There's a song on there called Soul Hacker. Yeah, that's this. Hack your soul, bro. Still Matrix mode. You'll never take my soul. My soul hacker. Okay. Good times. Fear Factory. Uh, Soil Work is now with the bass player Marcus Weebaum. Uh, yeah, they uh, just got a new bassist, and it looks like Soil Work is going to be... Uh, they got a new record coming out. That's why I just wanted to mention this real uh, quick. Already? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, August 28th, it's been since 2013. I was looking for the date, um, yeah. I guess so. well, a couple that, of years. That 2013 release, holy shit, that, that was so much material. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was two, two CDs. Full length, yeah. And, and it's not like there was a bunch of filler. Both yeah, discs all, good. all the way through yeah. were all good. Like, and even my favorite songs off of that release were the like last three songs on the second disc. Yeah. So they weren't even trying to play it like put the good songs at the top. No, and it's not like they were half-assing it too. All of them were really well-written songs with lots of technical stuff going on. I know, on, they could have, well, they probably were like, well, we have all these songs. Do we want to wait to put the rest out? No. Let's just write some more Yeah, man. Good for them. <clears throat> we mentioned All Out War is back. They just played Rainfest at, at Numo's. And uh, they just put out a new EP, and they put out a cover of Amoebics, uh, a song called Arise. For those of you who know, for those who know. Uh, their new EP is called Dying Gods. Produced by Steve Evans, who did Dillinger Escape Plan, Hatebreed, Turmoil, a bunch of other hard-ass bands. Uh, you know what's awesome is that uh, tonight these guys are playing in Poughkeepsie, New York with Sub-Zero. Really? Whoa. And next week in the Bowery with Sub-Zero. Maybe we should play some Sub-Zero for Me- uh, Cotton Amash tonight. Anyway, just that chunky heavy shit you know from All Out War. So, uh, you know who got super into Vatnet Viscar this last week because of you, Ryan? Yo. Who? Mr. Max Long. Oh, really? Yeah? yeah, dude. He's been jocking that shit me all week. <clears throat> awesome, Yeah, I keep seeing his f***ing Snapchats <laughs> where he's like, check out this record, man. Dude, they're awesome. I, I really dig that band a lot, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, they're finally starting to get some recognition. Some cool, weird Let's stuff. halfway in here. It's a really good fusion of black metal, prog, and a little touch of shoegaze here and there. It's some good stuff. Yeah, Max smokes a lot of weed, so I'm sure that doesn't hurt. Congratulations to Max. He's a manager of his new his pot shop now. Just got a promotion. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Where is that motherfucker? He's probably managing his job right now. Probably. Right, good for him. Max, the manager. Tell him to put some Vatnet Viscar on it in the work speakers. Uh, F*** the Facts is coming back. They did, we played one of their new songs last week. 
uh, or the week before that. They're playing the High Line September 10th. Spokane the night before that, and Vancouver, BC the, the night after that. They got a new record coming out August 25th. So see them in September. Mark your calendar. F the facts. Uh, Metal Allegiance is a band that features uh, Philip Anselmo, Charlie Benante, Chuck Billy, Randy Blythe, Rex Brown, Ron Bumblefoot Thal, Phil Demmel, Dave Ellison, Allison White. Glues, Alyssa White Glues, sorry about that, Matt, Matt Heafy, Gary Holt, Jamie Josta, Chris Jericho, Andreas Kesser, uh, Andreas Kisser, Misha Mansour, Mark Oseguida, Tim Ripper Owens, Doug Pinnock, Mike Portnoy, Troy Sanders, Christina Scabia, Jesus Christ. Uh, Alex Skolnick, Steve Souza, and Ben Weinman, and they're going to be releasing their album, uh, it's a self-titled album out September 18th on Nuclear Blast. That's fucking crazy. So it's just like... Looks like Skulldick is on almost every single one of these, too. Fine with me. Yeah, I'm totally I cool love with that. Testament. Uh, dude, there's so many awesome, yeah, members of awesome thrash bands in here, too. But the vocalists in order go uh, Randy Bly, Troy Sanders, Chuck Billy, Phil Anselmo, Marcos Agueda from Death Angel, and Christina Scabia. Uh, Matt Heafy on one, Doug Pinnock, and Jamie Josta on one. Look forward to hearing Weird. that. Uh, there's four instrumental songs. Uh, one with Marco Segueda and or actually three so three total songs with Mar Marco Segueda and there's one with one two three four five six singers on the same song yeah with Marco Segueda Chris Jericho Tim Ripper Owens Alyssa White Glues Chuck Billy and Steve Souza wow all on Ooh, one song that's, that's called sweet. We Rock this is going to be right. like we should take like an episode of Metal Shop, if this doesn't suck, like if this is good, which I think it probably will be based I on hope. this lineup, uh, yeah, that's going to be sweet. I'd be totally down to sesh this album. Metal Allegiance. Yeah, we could do like a, take an hour and just do it. Yeah, I man. I think it'd be awesome. Uh, if you've ever seen the band Terror, you know that band is fun as f to stage see dives. live. Stage dives. More stage dives. Level, level 10 stage dives, please. Uh, they're doing a tour. They're doing. They have a like series of European shows where Scott Vogel is not going to be singing for them. That's crazy. He is. He is terror. So he messed his back up and he just got an MRI. So he said he's. Uh, he doesn't need surgery, but he also has a pretty decent disc problem in his lower back. Which obviously, if you ha I have a problem like that's how I got my medical card. That sucks. Like I wake up every day and have to stretch and do all kinds of dumb. Shit. And uh, so he's not going to be getting jumped on and kicked and punched on stage for a little while. So what's going to happen is that they have a bass player, an awesome bass player named Dave, who sang for a band named Down to Nothing, one of my favorite bands. Absolutely. So he's going to be singing for them, which I think would be kind of a rare, cool thing to see. And they have a new... Did we play the new uh, Terror song last week on Metal Shop? No, we didn't. Oh, oh we got it right here. I'm going to uh, not play it right now, but later on tonight. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Stage dive when you hear it. When you hear it on the radio. Stage yep. dive out your car. Yep, stage dive out your car. Stage dive off the sofa. Stage, stage dive off the toilet. Yep. <laughs> while you're pooping. Uh, so Revocation has announced that they're uh, kicking out. No. <laughs> they're uh, <laughs> you got parting me. ways. I'm just playing. Parting ways with the drummer Phil Dubois. Uh, so yeah, Phil has decided to pursue other projects, and he's actually the one who's stepping down as drummer. That guy so. kicks ass. Um, yeah, they had nine years together, and uh, now he's going to go and join a Jazz project. Brian, we were talking about this earlier. Periphery has a documentary called Jugger Doc, no. the making of Juggernaut. It's a 45-minute documentary about their new album, Juggernaut Alpha and Omega, which is out now apparently. But uh, 
Dude, it landed on number 22 and number 25 on Billboard's Top 200. That's really is, is hot. It, it's two different albums? Uh, well, it was, uh, I guess, shit, probably. Two discs. Alpha and Omega. Yeah. So, uh, and it was uh, number 15 and 16 on the top albums chart, as, number, as well as number two and three on Billboard's Hard Rock chart. So people like that band. If you like it, go check it out. <laughs> oh, I wish we could convey how hard Ryan's eyes just rolled into the back of his head. Uh, so Pentagram's going to be putting out a new record. It's really cool that they're still at it. Um, they've been at it since like the late 60s and 70s. Uh, actually, maybe just the 70s. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're going to be putting out the new record. Their last one came out in, I think, 2012 or 2011. And it's going to be 11 songs released on Metal Blade Records, I believe. And it's going to be coming out on August 28th. It's called Curious Volume. Ryan, can you grab that amorphous CD that's sitting on top of the the, the sh- thing right there? By someone who's got their water bottle sitting there. Amorphous has a new record coming out. It's uh, coming out September 4th on Nuclear Blast. It's called Under the Red Cloud. This band, thank you, put out several... St- uh. Sorry, damn beer. <laughs> it's the sandwich earlier. It's the honey hole. Mm. Uh, Amorphous what? put out like, hey man, I had a honey hole sandwich. <laughs> Amorphous put out like a, a few like stinker ass like rock records, and the last record that they put out it was heavy and awesome and epic and melodic. So I hope their new record is gonna be good. Under the Red Cloud, on a Nuclear Blast. Nuclear Blast has a good lineup going right now. Yeah, like Slayer. Yeah, a lot of that New Children of Bodom is gonna be out on there. Lots of good stuff. So according to a new study, listening to heavy metal makes you calmer? Yeah. Did you, did you read the article yet? That should not be news. So, okay. So the argument is, is what they did is they took uh, a group of people who were feeling angry and then let them choose their favorite songs that would help them, you know, de-stress. And they found that exponentially, the people who were into metal and chose metal, by the time they are done finishing that song or whatever... Their like brain waves registered intensely lower amounts of stress. So like, if a pop fan put up, puts on their favorite pop song, like it doesn't really help them de-stress. But if a metalhead puts on a metal song, like it just takes them to their happy place apparently. So it's a study that a university. It was the University of Queensland, which is an Australian 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 for me, public research university in Brisbane. And so they uh, they linked loud and chaotic music to aggression and delinquency. Oh, that was the, the previous study. And so they turned that around. They found music regulated sadness and enhanced positive emotions. So when experiencing anger, extreme music fans liked to listen to music that could match their anger. The music helped them explore the full gamut of emotion they felt, but also left them feeling more active and inspired. There you go. Results showed levels of hostility, irritability, and stress decreased after music was introduced, and the most significant change reported was the level of inspiration they felt. So put on a hatebreed record, and you'll feel great. You'll feel happy. Dying fetus will make you smile. <laughs> um, yeah, awesome. Put on some Slayer and fucking smile. It's the, a rainbow. The secondary aim for the study was to see what music angry participants would select from their playlist it was interesting that half of the chosen songs contained things of themes of anger or aggression, with the remainder containing themes like isolation and sadness. Sounds like pretty much all heavy metal songs, in my opinion. For sure. That's cool, man. 
Don't. So you have you literally have a scientific argument when your parents say, "That's gonna make you into a you know a delinquent or whatever." Be like, "No, mom. It's gonna make me a well-adjusted member of this society. Makes me, this makes me not want to kill people in the streets. So you should be happy." Come on, mom. Be happy. All I wanted was a Pepsi. Um, Pepsi. So it looks like Slayer was actually recently interviewed, or say, Carrie King from Slayer, by Fuse TV. And uh, in the interview, he was asked about the making of the new record, Repentless. And he was talking about how the uh, what it was like working with the new lineup featuring Gary Holt from Exodus and Paul Bostaff. And he said that Gary, on the other hand, was the first time we've ever had another guitar player play on a Slayer record. So that was a little odd. Uh, he said he thought it was a very he thought about it for a very long time, how he wanted to proceed with that, and he came to the conclusion that he didn't think he should contribute song wise on this one. He doesn't think Slayer fans are ready for that, but in order to keep him interested, he said I'd love for you to play some leads so you'll feel like you've actually contributed something to these songs you're going to be playing live, so it's not like a cover. I, I mean, he... So he's just putting himself at the forefront of Slayer then, basically, Carrie King is. Slayer fans aren't ready for that. Like, Slayer fans aren't ready for Gary f***ing Holt to play on a Slayer record. I'll tell you what Slayer fans weren't ready for. Jeff Hanneman dying. Yeah. I'll tell you no that joke. much. The thing you don't, the thing you should do, in my opinion, which is, you know, obviously not worth much because I'm fucking not in Slayer. Yeah. None of us are. But dude, the guy is a ripper and writes awesome songs and could have really, like, so boosted the sound of it. I don't know. All right. Who knows? So we haven't heard the record that re- yet. Real quick, let me just throw this out there. Am I going out on a limb saying that Slayer fans aren't into Exodus? I mean, it, it's it's. I feel like if you've grown up being really into Slayer, you've probably grown up being at least somewhat into Exodus. Yeah, they're you from know, like the same fucking town. Exactly. So I I really don't don't see it that being much of a stretch. I mean, stylistically, Exodus has a lot of riffs that sound like Slayer, and Slayer has a lot of riffs that sound like Exodus. Well, I Exodus mean, had it, a lot of member changes too over the years, but I mean, you you could. <clears throat> I I don't see Gary writing anything bad for Slayer. Right. I don't think Slayer fans are ready for that. My question is, That's, is like it comes across as kind of a douchey thing to say. I mean, yeah. My question is like when you but he's Carrie King have someone join your band, shouldn't they be joining the band like as a contributor? Is that? But I mean, like, right? Just actually being in the band, it doesn't really feel like you're in the band, right? It just kind of feels like. You're just playing some parts, right? Then that's why yeah. he's like the hired you gun. To play some leads, yeah. But that's what they always do. They just hire a lead player. That's See, what, the, it's what Anthrax did. It's what you the, know, the the one the quote that kind of got under my skin a little bit was the I said, "Well, I'd love for you to play some leads so you'll feel like you've actually contributed something to these songs." Hear Pat Gary Holt on the head, be like, "Good boy." Yeah, it's like he's throwing him a biscuit. Here you go, suck on this biscuit. Here you go, bud. <laughs> hey, bud. Hey, bud. Eat a biscuit. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, Ryan's leaving because his girlfriend's here to pick him up. Sweet. <laughs> can't be, there it is. Can't be putting me on Laying blast like right that. Laying it right out on the table. That's not cool, dude. What do you mean it's not cool? <laughs> that's, that's is not she going to listen thing. to this? I don't know. Possibly. I might be screwed. Just tell Maybe her not, not to. Just be like, hey. See Every, if- everything I do is scummy, so don't bother <laughs> to listen to it. 
<laughs> I don't know, Ryan. I think if you were to be like, hey, don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, that's the exact way to get her to f***ing listen to it. Hey, don't look through my texts that I send other people, okay? Hey, don't look at my pictures. She'd be like, hey, can we get a joint Facebook account? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that'd be the end of it right that's there. Where you're, that's where you're headed, man. Marriage, babies, and prison. That's Ugh. directly where you're going with this. Ugh. No or am good, I just, man. I'm just naysaying. Yeah. Whatever, Let's man. be stoked for him. Go ahead and get out of here, then. <laughs> all right. All Bye, right, Ryan. Man. Have your fun. We'll finish the podcast without you this week. Okay. I will, I will be here for the entire thing next week, I swear. Yeah. You did good work. My defense yeah. would look a lot better than yours. I was going to say, you better go do some work right now, son. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Well, happy Father's Day, and uh, <laughs> try, not to <laughs> <laughs> try not to become a father today. Later, gents. Bye. All right, Bye. cool. Well, speaking of things that make my d not want to work. <laughs> here's, <laughs> uh, here's Madonna playing guitar. Madonna playing Led Zeppelin. I think it's actually kind of cool. So there it is. She's playing a flying V, too. Nice. It's pretty metal. I guess that's the only real metal thing about that. So I mean, so she's into metal. I mean, Madonna apparently, allegedly, played the intro uh, to Pantera's A New Level on guitar during one of her performances in 2008 at the big weekend out at a, a show in the UK. Weird. So there you go, man. Madonna's into metal. She's a metalhead. I don't know, man. But either way, you know, she's rocking out. She has a few, looks like a few guitars over there. I'm sure she can afford the nice ones. Yeah, I'm sure. So, yeah, all right. Well, she's even got the uh, vintage orange amp. Wait, no, that's not orange. That's it's got the heavy metal braids. My braids are metal. What is that amp? I don't, I don't know. know. I closed it because I didn't want to look at her anymore. Yeah. Well, anyways, right on, Madonna. You're so metal. Madonna. Bad news, Def Leppard guitar player Vivian Campbell, who's been battling Hodgkin's lymphoma since 2013, which is apparently one of the most common forms of cancer, uh, posted that he's saddened by the fact that his cancer has returned. He's uh, beyond consolation that its return will, return will prevent him from being able to do his job for a while. So Def Leppard, uh, all of their upcoming shows... Uh, will once again be uh, replaced by a guitar player named Steve Brown from a band called Trickster. Okay. So, there you go. If you want to see De uh, Def Leppard, Vivian Campbell probably won't be in it for the foreseeable future. So, good luck to him, man. Speaking of uh, bands from that generation, Van Halen, a little infighting. Sammy Hanger, oh, former Van Halen vocalist Sammy Hagar, says to Eddie Van Halen, Fuck you. <laughs> You're a liar. Uh, so Eddie Van Halen... I wonder how many times they've said that back and forth to each other over the years. Eddie Van Halen was recently interviewed, and he claimed that he had to show Michael Anthony, who was a former Van Halen bassist, how to play all the parts to their songs before they would go on tour. Um, and pretty much, Sammy Hagar says, that's a lie. He said, for Eddie to say that he had to show Michael what to play and to teach him all those songs, that's the biggest line of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. 
I was in that band for 11 years, and there was never a video camera involved of Eddie showing him what to play. So that's like, like the guy was the bass player in the band. The bass is not that hard. I mean, I guess it's Van Halen, so it's more difficult than, you know, the Ramones, per se. But still, uh, I wonder what they're going to do. These guys need to have, like, a celebrity boxing match. Unless that's already happened, or, like, celebrity death match. Which is coming back at some point, right? They said they were supposed to come back. MTV, do something right for once. Bring back celebrity death match. That'd be cool. Sammy Hagar. And all of Van Halen. All right, so Slipknot's going to be playing at Pain in the Grass, uh, what is that, August 23rd? And that's a Sunday, August 23rd, at the White River Amphitheater with Lamb of God. So that might be your last chance to see them for a few years. Uh, in a recent interview that was posted on Blabbermouth, Corey Taylor said that, like uh, before bassist Paul Gray, former bassist Paul Gray died, what the Slipknot typically did was they would record an album, put all of everything into it, and then they would tour for a little while and then take about two years off. Take some time off to do their own thing, to, to pursue their own projects. Uh, obviously, Corey Taylor's written some books and he's also, uh, you know, a singer for Stone Sour, a very other highly successful band. So he's probably going to be doing that. Uh, Clown's going <clears> to <throat> be making some f- movies. And... It's, it feels like a flashback to when we interviewed uh, Corey Taylor three years ago on their tour bus. Oh, and yeah. He was like, yeah, we're going to take a break and, uh, you know. Just chill out. And they were around for what? Another year? They put out a record last year, did one a cut like one or two tour cycles, swooped up all the money, and uh they're gonna chill out again for a little while. Yeah. Write another record. Good for them. Guess it's a smart way to do it. So I guess it's a good way for them not to burn out on it. They said yes. in a couple of years yeah. they'll come back together and they'll be in a different place and you know, who knows? Who knows if uh they still got it. Gene Simmons, who is a modern-day guru on the music industry, oh, has yes. reported... He's so in touch. <laughs> Gene Simmons reports, fans killed the music industry infrastructure that is needed to support new artists. And I guess this is a topic that could be up for debate. Uh, one, like, I guess the most pertinent part of this quote that he did in this, in this interview, he says... Uh, I blame the fans because the fans have decided in mass, in other words, the masses have decided that they should get free music, download, file, share, etc. And you're not hurting Kiss. We've been around a long time and we make a good living. You're killing the next Elvis and the next Beatles and the next Kiss and the next whoever because you have to give your music away for free. And who did that? Big corporate entities? No, they didn't do that. Actually, big corporate entities, record companies gave bands money that they never had to pay back ever. Which is not the case in most scenarios these days, obviously. But, you know, this isn't 1970. Yeah. You know, it's 2015. It's, you know, 35 years later, 45 years later, 50, 60 years later. And Gene, you're like, oh, yeah, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't download music. And I don't know what the Internet is. Motherfucker, that's how things work now. So you, that's just the way it is. You got to tour. You got to hit the road. So that that's what's up. You can't just play a couple of big arena shows a year and then just sit around your house and get plastic surgery. Or he that, could. Well, oh yeah, he could. <laughs> he does. He's done it from time to time. That's what I've heard. I don't know. I can't tell. So Sebastian Bach, man, uh, we're we're fringing the realms of metal, and I blame myself for even including this article. But Sebastian Bach just recently played uh, in Seattle at the Nectar, right? I think it was the Nectar. Yeah. Um, 
It wasn't Studio 7. Yeah, it was Necker over in Fremont. <clears throat> so what he did, or what happened is, so somebody, while he was playing, jumped up on stage, stole his set list, you know, that he needed to look at. Yeah. And then jumped into the stage dive, back into the crowd, and injured somebody because they just weren't expecting a stage dive because it's Sebastian Bach in 2015 and not Black Flag. Yeah. Or something like that. So the video, yeah, you can see him run up on the stage, grab a drink off the cabinet next to the drum riser, and grab the set list. So he grabs the guy's drink and the set list. That's up. I'd be pissed off too. So Sebastian stopped the show, and you can hear him say, Are you fucking serious? You're an idiot. Call the fucking cops on this fucking guy. Stop the show. Like, why? This chick is hurt. This chick is hurt. So, yeah, don't stage dive and grab Sebastian Bach's drink. I'm surprised he didn't just fucking beat the shit out of you. He's like seven feet tall. He probably did. Probably just didn't put it on on video. Um, They probably dragged him out back and, you know, made him listen to Motley Crue for a couple hours. (laughs) Smoking in the girls' room. God damn it. That's the worst punishment you can have. Uh, Norma from Orange is the New Black, if you know her as the, uh, the lady that doesn't speak, she considers herself to be mute. And in the latest season, she's like, uh, people consider her like a religious figure. Huh. Tur- turns out in the in the 70s in New York at CBGB, she used to be in an old punk band called The Shirts. Okay. Which I think is rad. They just tweeted out a picture of her, which is like, you know, her currently in the series and her, you know, 30 years ago. Uh, in 1979, this is, uh, if you, and if you watch Orange is the New Black, you'll probably get a kick out of this. Play just a piece of it. It's pretty catchy. I like it, actually. I've never heard this before. comes back in weird circles, man. I have not watched that show, but I've heard it's it's really good. You should if you get a chance. If you get if you have Netflix, you can just I binge Netflix, watch the yeah. whole thing. Just binge watch it. It's good for you. It's about a uh, women's prison. Lots of crazy shit goes down. Yeah? Yeah. Is it a comedy? <laughs> it's from time to time, yes. Yeah. Not always though. It's for sure. I feel it. All right. So this week on Metal Shops Backstage Pass, we present you with another round of Brutal Poetry. It's Brutal Poetry's Too Hot for Radio. This week, Ian will be reciting the lyrics to a band that put out a record called Bloodbath. I'm sorry. Family Bloodbath? Family Bloodbath. Family Bloodbath in 2009. My father-in-law who defecated himself by amputated genitals. Ian, amputate those genitals. I detest this crippled old man, defecating in a bucket all day. His hemorrhagic denue is fermenting his guts, his skin turning yellow. A rotten breath like this in this p- 
putrid room, hard flatulence rending his anus. Dripping blood and excrement, swollen body, feltal secretions. Increase his dying moans, dry white drool, he is living in his own shit. Thorax's bones go out and the wounds in his back and arms discharge pus. By my own hands he will die, I'm going to help him. <laughs> that deep pleasure and extreme orgasm. Intense diarrhea. Orgasm. Leaders of shit gush. One bed with a big hole for his buttocks. Some of his body is infected. Festering wounds in his back and blisters too. Sexy. Improtected, weak, and incurable, I disconnect his serum. Thee, his oxygen. I'm in his suffering and his pain. Then he drinks a delicious laxative. My best friend's funeral service, free for my wife's family. An atrocious attack invades his body. He dies in his own muck, choking in his vomit. So gnarly. Thanks. Wow. That's f***ed up. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Shh. Are you gonna end with that and then say Happy Father's Day? Yep. Oh my god. Love y'all. My dad would laugh. F*** it. Well, that was episode 58, right? That was 58. 58, man. We got Mayhem Fest coming up here real quick. So just to know, if you're listening to the podcast, you're going to get a ton of interviews showing up in your feed in the yep. next couple of weeks. Yep. We're going to be interviewing a ton of sweet bands. We're going to put up all the exclusive audio on KSW.com. And, uh, you know, we'll be talking about it. So you'll hear from us next week. Uh, but it will probably be a lot of content from Mayhem Fest. Is that going to be 59 or is that going to be 60? No, it's going to be 60. 60. So we're going to have one more of uh, full of us talking shit. All right. So then episode 60 will be a big one. It'll be the Mayhem edition. All right. See you guys next week. Peace. Later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.